0: Uh, we've been talking about money management, amen. Financial, financial freedom, amen. We've been talking about it. We've been learning some stuff. Anybody learn anything so far? Let me see all the people who have learned something from what we've talked about. And let me ask another question: How many of you have started the process towards financial freedom? Uh, amen. So can you can you share a little bit with me? as to uh, what what have you done and how is it helping you. And come on, help me tonight. I have been going through my closet and posting things on eBay. And I just, as a matter of fact, on my way here tonight, dropped my second sale in the in the mail to the recipient. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. Tell your neighbor it's working for me. Come on, y'all. Tell your neighbor you can sell some stuff, and you ain't got to meet nobody up. You just put it in the mail. Did you include shipping in that cost? Yes. Okay. They, praise they the Lord. Amen. Tell, tell your neighbor she made a profit. She. She made a profit. All right, who who's next? My goodness! So you know what? I don't feel too bad. My my teaching is not in vain, y'all. Amen. Who's next? Who's next? Come on, pass the mic, y'all. Y'all gotta get the mic now. Anybody else? Nobody ain't doing that. They just uh huh. Now I'm gonna ask y'all about y'all assignment here in a minute. Go ahead, Pastor. I am. You are, you have made progress. Give, give God a hand. She has settled some debts. She did the easiest part ever. She pulled up her credit report. Amen. You know, you know, that's one of the hardest things. You know, denial is denial. And you know, I mean, seriously, and some of us are living in what? Denial. We're trying to build our house on the wrong foundation. Last week, I showed you about desire. I showed you about Joseph and how, how God had favored him, how he went from the pit to the palace to prison to the pit to the palace to the prison back to the palace, and then he won after that. Amen? And, and one of the things you have to remember is that life is about transitioning. Many of us, our parents didn't talk to us about money. Amen? Uh, We just, you know, we just try, you know, listen, it's crazy how money can change a person. Seriously, y'all, paper, (laughs) you follow what I'm saying? But, but I want to say this to you that we put so much value on money, but the rich does not put their value into money. The rich doesn't work for money. Did you know that? They work for commodities and real estate and art. They put their money in things that will return that Brazilian here. Let me tell you something. After you wear it, what kind of return is it going to bring? After. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. (laughs) Come on, say amen, y'all. Y'all don't want to amen to me like that. Seriously, I'm just saying certain things we invest in, right? We, We invest a lot into looking good. Am I right about it? There's nothing wrong with looking good, but at some point, you have to accept who you are. Amen. And start investing your money like the rich. Amen. Assets, art. Come on, things that will appreciate, not depreciate. Real estate, land. You know why I like Apple? Let me tell you why I like Apple. Besides liking the product itself, if I take my Apple phone, I could take the late, I could take the first generation, and I could still make hundred dollars on it. Nothing less than a hundred. Right? I can take the third generation and still make money on it because it does not depreciate as much as Android, as much as the other phones. I don't want to offend nobody tonight. You understand what I'm saying? And then Samsung is stepping up their game though. I I want to give Samsung that. They, they stepping up their game a whole lot, right? Okay. Now I read a report today. Uh, and I want to share it with you. In America, it has been said through a study that people are spending the average, well, not the average, but in America, we are spending $7 billion on loneliness. Come on, help me somebody. Now, I'm not just, I'm talking about from drugs to, you know, nice things and trying to fill that void in our lives. So so I'm talking about today, overspending is what I'm talking about tonight. Right? Overspending. Right? I did a little bit of this on the show the other day, but I wanted to elaborate a little bit more because a lot of us were caught up In trying to fill a void in our lives. Do I have anybody tonight? Amen. There's something that's missing in your life. Come on, help me. There's something you, and and here's the thing, and we're filling the void with material things. Amen. Amen. So, so now, I, I want to I just kind of put it like this to you, okay? Um, here's some questions you need to ask. Ready? Why do you need it? First question, write that down. N- next question, do you really need it? Third question, can you live without it? Can I live without an iPhone? You better believe it. Do I need to get the X? Or what's it, what's it now? What's the new one? XR. Do you think I need the XR? I don't need the XR. Can I live with what I have? Yes, I can. But we get caught up in society. We get caught up in the culture. Right? Here's the next question. Do I have the money to pay for it? Do I have the money to what? To pay for it, Amen. Here's the next thing. This is a very important thing. Do I have the room to store it or time to take care of it? <laughs> Go to Isaiah 55 for me. Said Pastor, got scripture for that. Tell your neighbor the Bible is real. Isaiah 55. How are those questions doing for y'all? I can tell the way you're responding. It ain't working out so good. Isaiah 55. And let's look at verse 1. And that ain't Santa Claus either. So somebody read. Now that word. I'm gonna be real clean about it. That word, that word is an exclamation. It's, it's a therefore. It's like, what's up? That's, that's what the Hebrew writer is trying to bring across to us, right? He says, ho, everyone who what? Come to the what? The void. The void, we know which water we need to go to, but in actuality, saints, we have been somehow been, we've been tricked into believing that when we're thirsty, amen, we can drink from every place. We, we can pursue things to fill this thirst, but I believe the thirst that you have inside of you has nothing to do with material things. I believe what you're really pursuing in life you, you, some of us are missing it because we have been presented with so much stuff. We are we are we are overloaded. We have we have information overload. We have consumer overload, and then we got Amazon Prime. <laughs> Come on, somebody! I remember when I first got introduced to Amazon Prime and Wish. Anybody ever shop in Wish? Okay, all right. Don't even do it. Half the stuff you're going to get there is going to break because it comes from China. Okay, it looks good in the picture. Then you got to wait 16 weeks to get it. And then when you do get it, it breaks. All right. But it became an addiction because they'll say $5 for this item, $10 for that item, $2 for that item, buy one, get one free. And before you know it, You're at sixty-eight, a hundred dollars, twenty-five, you know, twenty-five hundred dollars, whatever the case may be, and we're just buying stuff. Watch this, and we're trying to fill. The next time you buy, you got to ask yourself a question: What void am I trying to fill inside of me? See, some of us spend so much because we don't want to face ourselves. Amen. So we have to make up ourselves. Hello, somebody. What do you think Halloween is all about? It's about pretending to be someone else. That's why you get to wear your favorite mask and your favorite costume. Because you don't like yourself. Come on, let me lay some science to you right quick about that. And then they use candy to lure kids in to put the pressure on the parents to give in to what society wants. Can I get an amen right there? Look what he says. Come to the waters and you and, and, and you who have no money, come and what? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see if I, let me see if this is right. He said, Hold on a minute. But you ain't got no money, but he says, Come buy any. So do you have credit? Do you have a good reputation? What is it? What is it? See, what he's talking about is buying things. Watch this. That's worth more. It's putting a value on prepare. Listen, you can go out and have a good time all you want. You can go do all that. Life is a big party for some of us. Amen. And and some of us are still trying to catch up. Or we think we're missing something. But but I want to tell you something. When you buy from him, when you can get that void filled for real, amen, watch the text. Text says, come buy wine and milk without money and what? Without cost. Now, verse two is, is really what I want to zero in on. I just want to give you the context. Verse two. Why do you spend money for what is not what? In other words, what he's saying is we're wasting. In other words, we're buying the wrong things to feel the wrong need. Question, right? I asked you four questions, right? Why do you want it? Do you really need it? Can you live without it? Do you have the money to pay for it? And lastly, do you have the room for it? And can you, do you have the time to take care of it? You know, it seems strange. And I said this to my leaders today. One of the first marks of a leader is stewardship. I said to my leaders, I said, you know what? You have to look at your, I look at cars, I look at my leader's car, I make sure they wash their car and they take care of their cars. I believe that that's a stewardship issue. And as a believer, I believe that God will not bless you with more until you take care of what you have. Are y'all with me? And so one of the key things is get your car washed every now and then. Amen. Not every now and then, do it on the regular. You know what I mean? Get the inside cleaned out, not just the outside, but the inside, because you want, watch this, we want it to last, but we won't take care of it. Just like we want our marriages to last, but we won't take care of it. We want things to last. If it's been created by a man or a person, you got to remember it will break at some point. And that's what we're not prepared for as believers when we start talking about handling our money. We won't prepare for the repairs. Do I have a witness? And then we want to buy a house, and then when we buy the house, we won't prepare for what? For the repairs. A lot of people want the idea of a house, but you should have a, a, a roof-sinking fund. Amen. If your roof is 30 years, you can put up $15 a month for for 30 years and by the time it comes time for a new roof, guess what? You'll have the money. It's the same thing with buying a car. I say, I want to celebrate with your car note. I really do. I really want to do that. But sometimes it's hard for me to celebrate that because here's the thing. For most of us, our interest rate is high. Now, 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 Here's the thing. And then we get set up. We get one, we trade it in, we buy another one. Get one, and we're constantly paying a card note, y'all. Five to ten years, that's a sentence. Amen. Are y'all with me? Watch this now. Now, if you got it like that, you got it like that. But I'm saying, finish. But plan. You follow what I'm saying? Watch what it says next. He says, why do you spend money for what is not bread? And your wages, and your wages, and your wages, for what does not what? Let me ask you a question. I know it was good in the moment, but how did that work out for you? Yeah, I know you've been spending money. You ain't been giving to the church, but you've been spending money. Uh Uh-oh, did I say that? I didn't say that, did I? Forgive me. He says, why do you spend? What's the point of the passage? What do you think he's trying to tell us? Come on, help me. Huh? All right. Huh? Why are you spending money? Watch this now. On things that does not what? It's never Enough. Overspending. 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 We're overspending. We're overspending. Listen, and it's still not enough. And I want to say to somebody here today, watch this. This is how, and I've got a little stat here for you, payday loans. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this for a minute title loans, payday loans? Do you know that payday loans carry a 300% interest rate? Does anybody know that? 300%. So when you think you got ahead, you didn't get ahead. Listen to this. To put it into perspective, the the maximum allowable interest rate on credit cards, is the max is 29%. Right? But with this payday loans, it creates, it puts us further away from where we want to be. Now, I know maybe you don't do that, but I just need to put it on the floor. Because a lot of us are getting title loans. Well, I own the car, so I just put my title out there. Or you go and you got. And first of all, how can you? How can you work so hard and not have? What What is going on? What are you spending things? Are you spending? Watch this. But you can I ask you a question? Are you satisfied? Let me ask you this: the last purchase you made. Did it bring satisfaction? If it was food, it's just for a moment. I know you ate good. I know you partied. I know you had a good time. But guess what? The party's over now, huh? And here you are now, back to reality, and guess what? You broke. Hello? Remember what I said? The rich invest. Amen. In things that will bring them back a return. Right? Now watch this, watch what he goes on to say in the text. He says, "Um, and and your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me. He says, and eat what is what? And delight yourself what? He says, verse three, incline your ear and come to me and listen that you may live. Watch what he says. He says, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you according to the faithful mercies shown to david behold i have made him a witness to the people a leader and a commander for the people behold you will call a nation you do not know and nation and a nation which knows you not will run to you because of the lord your god even the holy one of israel for he has glorified you Now, watch where I'm going with this. Look at verse 6. He says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is what? Near. How do you know when God is near? Watch this. He says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he will have compassion on him. Now, what God was doing, he was making a free offer of mercy and grace to them. That's what he was doing. And what he was doing, he was saying that you have been spending your wages trying to satisfy what I want to give you freely. See, some of us are chasing satisfaction and happiness and we're doing it through material things. But God can save you time. Come on, help me somebody. If we submit to him, if we commit to him, if we surrender to him, our resources, our everything we have, we say, God, I'm turning it over to you. So watch this. As I turn it over to you, God, watch this now. As I turn it over to you, you said that you will supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. The question I have for you is, why don't you have a supply? Amen. And some of us do, but we have to stop. Watch this. Every time we go to make purchases, we have to ask ourselves a question. Do I really need this? I think I mentioned that the other day. I wanted, I wanted to go get a jacket. I picked it up, went to the cash register. I'm checking out, but it did that. I didn't plan that purchase, but the tag wasn't on there. So ladies, are like, well, I got to go back. I said, don't worry about that. I don't need that. I caught myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> I caught myself on, uh, at the register. And sometimes you got to catch yourself at the register. You hear me? You got to catch yourself right there. And you got to ask yourself a question. Do I really, really, come on, tell somebody, do I need this? Do I need this? Now, now I want to show you something. Go to, hmm. Tell your neighbor, hmm. (laughs) I want to show you something about. About this whole issue with overspending, right? Quick, all right. Watch this here. Watch this. Watch where I'm going with this. I'll tell your name, a pastor. Going somewhere with this? Amen. Watch this. Watch this. This is going to help you. Okay. Watch it. Watch this. Now we did this scripture before, um, and, and I want to want to kind of backdoor it uh, to show you how to control your spending. But overspending is the issue, right? All right. But I want you to go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. And the projector's acting up, so I'm not going to fool with that. Uh, That's a distraction. Philippians chapter 4. And I hope you guys can get the CD. This will be on CD. Amen. We have the CD available for Sunday, Sunday's message. Uh, Philippians chapter 4. And I want to look at verse 11. And and I want to show you something. Uh, about the Philippian church, um, they are—they are—they were a very generous church, amen. Uh, they took care of business, um, and 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 Paul is talking to them, and and I want to say this to you: There's nothing wrong with wanting the finer things in life. As a matter of fact, I want you to want the finer things in life, amen. I want you to get the marble floors. Yeah, I do. Uh, you deserve it. You work too hard not to have it, right? But just make sure you can afford it. <laughs> make sure God has put you in that category. Maybe you need to start off with peel-off marble. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> make it look like marble. You understand know what, what I'm talking about? <laughs> you, you stick it down and it look like marble. You know, you can live like that for a minute. You know what I mean? But then God will upgrade you. You know, but, but I believe that in anything else, if we're going to control our spending, it begins with contentment. Now we've been laboring on this word contentment. Go to Philippians four verse 10 and look what it says. He says, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your what? Your concern for me. Now Paul was in Paul, at this time, he was on house arrest. And when you are on house arrest, you have to take care of your own self. So, therefore, he needed someone else to supply his needs. Right? So, the church was taking care of him at one point. But then, at one point, they stopped taking care of him because something happened to them financially. In other words, they had some financial troubles. See, what happens to us is this. We get into financial struggles. We stop giving to the church, right? We stop supporting the church, but we never revive our concern for the church after. Not all of us, some of us, okay? Now watch this. But you have to remember that your blessings are tied into sowing. See? Because the tithe It's holy. Y'all with me? It's what? It's what? It's holy. Now, some of us may be thinking, asking the question, why am I, how many are tired of struggling? Let me see all the people who are a little bit tired of struggling. Financial, there you go. Right? Okay. Now, now watch this. If you are a giver, here's what I found out when I got saved. Cause, you know, for men, you know, we're like, man, I ain't give, shoot, I ain't give my money no church, man. I'm gonna give five dollars here, ten dollars, you know. But when it was explained to me that it belongs to God, that God entrusts me with that to bring it back to Him, I understood something. I understood the principle and I started applying the principle to my life and God has since blessed me. But God, while, watch this now, those of you who are tithing, watch this, those of you who are giving, God is supplying. You can't tell me God ain't supplying. Now, what you do after he supplies, tell you never, you got to cut back on some of them Nikes. You do, you're going to cut back on eating out every week. Seriously, seriously, single people, I want to tell you something. Uh, you need to, you need to learn how to cook. Especially if you plan to get married. Hello. Amen. Because let me tell you something about a man. <clears throat> Real quick. A man likes to come home to a hot meal. I don't I don't care what, what it is. He just, seriously, it's just something about a man. He wants to come home. To some, he don't want takeout every time. Right? And it's taken away from the budget. You with me? Little things like this is just little things we have to pay attention to. So Paul says, I think y'all went through a financial struggle, but, but guess what? You revived your concern. In other words, tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor this, my money needs a revival. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, my money needs a revival. (laughs) Y'all know about revival, right? Your, Your money needs what? A revival. He says, you revive, and watch this, and the revival began where? In church. The revival began when they said, you, you watch this, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly. That now at last, you have revived your concern for who? For me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lack what? Every time you get an, a chance to give, it's an opportunity to invest, watch this, in an asset. Rich people put it in art, we put it in the church. Hello, somebody. You hear what it's saying? I rather I rather invest in the church than in art. Because my return has been crazy. The Dow. Did y'all know the SP and the you who got 401ks? All right. S P and the Dow crashed on last Wednesday, wiping out all the earnings that they made for the whole year. All right? Look at your four. You may want to look, may want to call your advisor and look at your look at your account because There's something funny going on up in there. You can't put your trust in the SP. You can't put your trust in your ability. You have to put your trust in God and watch this. And when you revive your concern and you look, tell your neighbor, I'm looking for an opportunity. You will not return if you don't invest. You won't get any return if you don't invest. Watch this text now. He says, but now that I, he says, look what Paul says. Not that I speak from what? This is where somebody here tonight, I'm trying to help you with this. If you're going to control your spending, you got to learn some stuff. Yes. He says, I've learned. Let me, let me pull up that word for you. He says, I've learned how to be what? Content. You know what that word means? It, it comes from two words. It's, it has everything to do with self. It's, it means self-sufficient. It means to bear, to, to carry the load. Right? So he says, I've learned, this, I've learned how to be what? I didn't say complacent. I didn't say um, compromise, did I? Scripture says, I've learned how to be content. And brothers and sisters, tonight, I want to tell you something. The problem that we're having in our finances, we want more. We're spending our wages on things that will not satisfy and we're not content so if we're not in the stores we feel like we're lost or something is wrong or we we just not you know we we're, we we're, we're, our lives have no more meaning <laughs> you follow what I'm saying and 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 listen black friday is coming amen christmas is coming and you already see in the stores they getting they ready for you they listen I I walk in the store and I saw Christmas trees, Christmas decorations. They're already planning ahead. (laughs) Amen. They're planning ahead. They're getting ready to get us again another year. Amen. But watch this. He says, "I, I know how to get along. Verse 11. Is it verse 11? I'm sorry, verse 12. He says, I know how to, no, I'm going to back up. Uh, He says, I know how to be content in what's just, in whatever, what? See, life is about circumstances. And whenever you keep having financial circumstances, whatever circumstance show up in your life, if you're not ready for that emergency, remember, you have to save a $1,000. You got to get right now, start doing it now get you a thousand dollar emergency fund set up but secondly i told you to track your spending every time you stop at the store get a receipt every time at the end of the week tally up how much you've spent amen some of us we go we go to places right we say we ain't got no money right but but when we get there we eat now forty dollars another fifty dollars another seventy dollars another eighty dollars right At the end of the month, you'll realize you don't have an emergency fund, but you did all that eating out. All that having a good time. Because, watch this, you're trying to satisfy something. You're trying to fill that void. You're trying to fill that void that only God can fill. Do I have anybody? Watch this now. Watch where I'm going with this. He says, he says, uh, this is not, this is not easy teaching. This is conviction right here. You know, cause we have to look at ourselves and say, dang, you know what? You're right, man. I be eating out a whole lot. You know what I mean? Shoot, if I, t- I want you to go get all them debits and tally them up. It's the end of the month. Tally them up. You'll see that what you say you don't have, I can't tithe. If I tithe, I can't pay my bills. But you know what I love about God, y'all? I don't get on the tithers no more. Seriously, you know why I don't get on the tithers? Because the waiter tithes. You hear what I said? Amen. The tow truck driver tithes. The mechanic tithes. Come on, somebody. The the plumber tithes. The doctor tithes. You understand what I'm saying? All those people. So if you won't give it voluntarily, God said, I get it. A to the men, y'all. That's pretty deep stuff. Watch what he says. He said, why do you keep talking about time?" Watch what he says. He says, I've learned how to be content in whatever circumstance. So what you and I have to learn is that in whatever circumstance we find ourselves in, we have to have a contentment mindset. Here's the thing. You have to contain the issue, but you have to say, no, God, I'm going to be content. Okay? Okay. I can't go to every party. I can't go to every birthday party. I can't, I can't show up to everything. You find what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But here's the thing. But it, it, I can show up. <laughs> Amen. But if I order an appetizer, don't look at me funny now. Or if I order the smallest thing on the menu, it wasn't in my budget. Not that I'm being cheap, but I've learned in this season how to be what? In this season, we got to learn how to be what? Content. See, what I'm trying to show you is this. You have to tame that monster. You let nothing rule you. Don't let material things rule you. Don't let every time. Listen, you can't go by the restaurant without stopping. Seriously. Seriously. It's just like a crack addict. You know what I'm saying? It's no different. Not just the restaurant. Stores. It could be the thrift store. They they get more of your money. Talking about it's the thrift store. It's a mindset. They getting it for free and double and watch this. And tripling the price and selling it to you. And you think you got a deal. You got got. They got it for free. May I ask you a question? Who are they helping? Nah they paying salaries. I get it. I understand it. I'm not being... Come on now. I'm just saying. You took your stuff, give it to them. They mark it up 500%. When you could have taken your own stuff, put it on eBay, put it in the mail, and make 500% yourself. Now, I'm not dogging... The, the, People that help people. But I'm saying, y'all, we got to wake up. We got to wake up, y'all. Listen, do not you can't be embarrassed to have a garage sale. I'm not embarrassed to have no garage sale. Come on, bring it on. Make me some money. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I may not get what I want, but I'm getting all this junk out. And rather than just taking it to the garbage can or giving it to somebody else who's going to make some money on it, See, it's a mindset thing. See, any questions? Y'all looking real deep tonight. <laughs> He's he been real deep. I'm like, dang, Pastor. Go ahead, sister. Go ahead, sister. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, on the flip side. Yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I just got a problem with them tripling the price. And then when you go up in there, they don't want to negotiate down. You understand know what I'm saying? Go on, oh, sister, huh? You know, and I'm like, they sure is bold. You got it for free. Come on, man. Come on, man. Let's just talk about it. You got it for free. And now you don't want to, you don't want to be, you don't want to negotiate with me? Uh huh. I'm just, I mean we okay. See we married. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? I'm just see this is the part that I'm trying to show you that that I'm trying to show you that. Yeah, we can get a bargain there. I get it. I get the bargain piece. Okay. That's why I bought my first suit. I couldn't afford a suit. All right. So it served this purpose, but I'm saying, now that I'm wiser. Come on, somebody. I pay attention to things like that because here's the thing. If I, if, if I, if I give you this jacket, and you're gonna sell it for $30. Well, shoot, I can make the same 30. You know, I have my, watch this, Sister Hunt said it well. We have in our closet, a certain amount of benevolence. Come on, say amen, come on, say amen. And we have in our finances, a certain amount of benevolence to help people, right? That's in our personal lives. Right? So in my closet, when I've given away all my benevolence, now i got to find a way to make some money. i got a brand new suit in my, in my closet, brand new. When I lost all my weight, I got it. It's, it's still there. I'm going to take a picture of it. And I'm going to put it out there and then just let it stay there. Bite if you want to. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's $150 suit. Okay, I got another one. I got that that striped suit I bought. Okay, can't fit it. Okay, so guess what? It's too big for me. So guess what? I'm going to put that one out there. I paid $300 for that. I'm going to put it out there for $150. You know what I'm saying? See how who bites. And we work from there. You see what I'm saying? Now, I could take it to goodwill now. But my benevolent um budget, it's already spent for the year. Come on, say amen. This is wise stuff. When I started this series, I said to you that it's about wisdom. And what God wants us to do is be wise, but he don't want us to be taken advantage of. Come on, y'all. And for many of us, you know, it's a good thing to give. It's a good thing to be, be benevolent, but you have to have some limitations with benevolence. Because let me tell you something about people who are takers. I got a whole series on that. I got a whole lesson on takers. A takers mentality. And if you and I are not careful, we can get caught up with always having our hands open. Watch this. And we're always taking, always taking, always taking, but we're never giving back. That's why if you want to be a giver, you got to budget your benevolence. All right. If I make a hundred thousand dollars a year, then guess what? I'm going to budget some benevolence money. That you know. Look, let me explain what benevolence is. Given to the poor. That's what benevolence means. Not always thinking about you. Not always thinking about me. Not always thinking about what I can get out of the deal. No, no. Every now and then, you ought to act like you don't know. Come on, somebody, and help somebody. We're always asking for help. Come on, somebody. But the question is, how much are we helping others? Are you with me? Amen. Amen. This is real stuff. Watch this now. Watch what he says. He says, I know how to get along. First of all, circumstance. Verse 12. He says, I know how to get along with humble means. Let, let, let me say this real quick. Now, I'm, I'm, I brought you here today for a reason. Let me tell you why I brought you here. God knows how to humble you. Come on, say amen. Listen, when I saw my bank account drop below what I'm accustomed to, guess what I was? Guess what I turned? I got real humble. I got real, real humble. Listen, I I didn't have no words. I got real humble. What God knows how to do, y'all, is humble us circumstances will humble you. Write it down. But humble means, and you know what humble means? You know what that means? You have enough. You, but you can't even, if you take a dollar out of there, your check gonna bounce. Humble means. And then here's the thing you got to understand about God, right? You got to ask yourself a question why am I living with humble means now? What season are you in? Is God trying to teach you? Humble means. He says, he said, but look what he says now. He says, I know how to be content in any circumstance, first of all, with humble means. J- j- just hey, hey, just the word means to be brought low. Watch watch your finances is God trying to humble you right now? Seriously, let me ask you this is he trying to humble you? But here's the thing we don't we don't pray uh, we, we panic. We're not content. The context is be content. Don't overextend yourself, but know when God is trying to humble you. Maybe that's what he's trying to do right now. Maybe he's trying to get your attention right now. Maybe he's trying to humble you right now in your finances. But he says, I don't want you to trip. I want you to be content. Not my will. See, here's the thing. If we were to embody ourselves with the scripture. Hear what I said? Embody ourselves with the scripture. Right? If we were to embody ourselves with the scripture. I'm going to say it one more time. Maybe you didn't get it. If we were to embody ourselves with the scripture. Okay? You ready for this? Watch this. You will begin to see the principles come alive in your life. Okay? Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, And all these things will be added unto you. So the question is, if you don't have, are you doing it God's way? Are you getting it God's way? And are you managing it God's way? And are you applying the principles to keep it God's way? He says, if you seek the kingdom, if you're kingdom-minded... On a kingdom agenda. He says you can have everything you want. You with me? Look what he says. He says I've learned how to get along with humble means. Watch what he says next. He says and I know how to live in what? Prosperity. Paul says I know how to live in what? You know what that word prosperity means? It means above and beyond. See what I'm saying? He says, I know in circumstances, in humility, in humble means, in prosperity. But when do we lose our mind? At tax time. We buy new furniture. We buy cars that we can't pay for later. You see what I'm saying? We, 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 listen, listen. We, we, when, pros, when, when Let me ask you this. When prosperity hits you, would you even know it? I know how to get along. I know how to get along, but I want to show you something. He says, because uh, I got to go home. But watch what he says. He says, he says, in any and what? Every, every what? Cir- Life is about what? Circumstances. Watch this. He says, I have what? Learned. Mana, matteo It's where we get our English word math. He knows how to calculate. He knows how to add and subtract and divide and multiply the things that happens to him in life. Boy, I wish I had a shouting crowd tonight. You would have said amen right there. What you're doing tonight is you're learning your mathing tonight. Mathematheo. Yeah, you're adding, you're dividing, you're subtraction, subtracting, you're multiplying. Come on, somebody, you're dividing. Watch this. You're learning how in every circumstance, how to get along in life. So when stuff hits the fan, you're not going to run away from the place where you're getting the word of God to live right. See, what draws people out of church is Circumstances. But Paul says, stop allowing circumstance to dictate how you spend. Be what? Be content. Lord, give me a contentment spirit. Please, tonight, give me a contentment spirit, Lord. So if you get... There have been times when we were... You know, when I was really working my business, really working my business, you know, I'd had five, $10,000 checks just laying there. I don't need it. It was just there. I've learned how to be prosperous. I've learned how to live with having money sitting right there. And, And listen, but that wasn't my story before I was saved though. I was broke all the time. I had to scrape up money for cigarettes. I couldn't even keep a dime on me, a dollar on me. Don't run out of dollars, man. (laughs) Amen. And I believe, saints, the reason why as believers we're not prospering is because our mentality. You have a good job. You're making money. But it's about changing your mindset about it. See, watch this, watch this. He says, he says, he says, watch this now. There's a key to this. And I want to unlock this thing right here. He says, I've learned the what? Tell your neighbor it's a secret. I've learned the secret of being what? Filled. What's the secret, y'all? Going hungry. Both having abundance and suffering need. But I'm still here, y'all. You don't know what I've been through. But what I've learned in this journey, I've learned the secret. And the secret, you want to know what the secret is? Being filled with the spirit. That's the secret. I ain't got time to go there, tonight, But I'll go there next week. But I want to tell you something. That's what I did. I did it backwards. I flipped it. If you don't know how to be filled with the spirit, you'll never get control of your life. Watch this. When the omnipotent embodies the omnipotent, when you, when you can take the word of God and put it in your life and the omnipotent is reaching the omnipotent, you begin to see stuff happen in your life. It's a secret. Okay, God, you know what? We just have enough this month. But I'm praising you. I'm thanking you, Lord. Listen, the secret is this. I've been, I've been to the top before. I've had five, ten, $10,000 checks. I've had thousands of dollars in the bank. I've had millions in the bank. I've learned that. I've learned, But right now, God, I've learned the secret. The secret is I'm content. But the only way I can really embody that contentment is by being filled with the Spirit. Because the spirit of God will give you insight. Spirit of God will let you know, man, this is temporary. Tomorrow is going to be better. Next month is going to be better. God, what you're teaching me right now, listen, if you, if you are a, a, a Christian and you've been in church or if you haven't been in church a long time or whatever your case may be, I want to tell you something. If you can just learn the secret of sowing and reaping. If you could just learn that principle early in your game, listen, and don't let nobody tell you, don't let nobody tell you anything different. Get away from the non tithers. Okay? They're like leaven. They, they they will infect you. They look like they're having fun, but guess what? It's camouflaged. They ain't having no fun. They're miserable. They're miserable. Everyone I've seen who's been a non-tither, they're miserable. They have no peace. They have no joy. They're always trying to fill themselves with stuff that will not last. But I want to tell you something. If you learn the secret early in your game, early in the game, if you learn the secret early in the game, let me tell you something what's going to happen to you. Listen, I'm not telling you stuff that I don't know. I'm telling you stuff that I had to learn. And some of you grew up in church knowing about this. I didn't grow up in church. But when I met Jesus, I learned the principle. And guess what? When, when, we, when we go through our months, when we have just enough, I said, baby, guess what? All the bills are paid. Guess what? But when I open my refrigerator, the freezer looked good. <laughs> we got food. Listen, I got clothes, amen, I got enough gas to get me around, okay? But guess what? The Lord, even in that, he provides. I just try to make this thing practical because I don't want to paint a picture for you that makes you think that just because you following God, you're going to be rich. Paul closes this thing out says, I can do all things. What's the secret? What's the secret? The secret is being content. The secret is being filled with the spirit. But the secret is to live through Christ. You're drawing your strength not on what you can do. Listen. I told a lady today, she's trying to hire me. Told she can't afford me. Um, I said to her, I said, Listen, you know, because I know, you know, I do graphic I, I do work for her, you know. But she knows my value. You hear what I'm saying? So fifty dollars an hour is what she offered me. But I said, That's that's not enough. But I'll work for you, but that's not my my value. I I know my value. Watch this now. When you know your value, you won't sell yourself for some money. So rather than making 50, I'll make 100. Just doing work on the side for you. (laughs) When I got to come clock in, I ain't clocking in nowhere. Because I know my value. Stop working a job and come to know your value. And when you know your value, you can dictate the terms and you won't be fireable. <laughs> Amen. Find a problem, solve the problem, become good at it. And then they will put value on you. That's how you do it. All right. That's what you do. And so, so, I, you know, i am just brought that up to just illustrate to you that sometimes Money, the money on the table looks good. I think I said that to this sister right here not too long ago. Amen? I said, the money look good. Yeah, the money's good, but what do you have to give up? Amen? Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap thank praise.